Hello everybody, and I am here to teach you about D-Day. Um, this is part of the Easier Said podcast, which is what I usually do. Um, and this is for the DHP project for US 502. My topic is D-Day. So the main thing I want to discuss on this is um, what was the most important part of the American strategy that led to victory in D-Day? Now, I've come up with three basic points, and then at the end of this, uh, my compatriots on the podcast actually will debate this a little bit if we have time in the 10 to 20 minute range. Now, the first point on what made D-Day a success would be technology. The second will be the individuals that made up the forces for the American side. And the final one will be a mixture of basically a combination of technology and the combined forces of mankind from the U.S. Now, um, for the first point, I wish to discuss technology and the significance it played in D-Day. The first major technological breakthrough that went on during day day or d-day and was used during d-day was the mulberry harbors which were used to basically transport soldiers and the idea behind them was to set up a small harbor off the beach once it was captured and um they played a significant role in actually once they had the beach making it to where we could move off of it and then take more territory and actually have a beachhead the second important aspect of technology had to do with the weather. All right, so the geography and archaeology. So the first part of the geography had to deal with where D-Day was located and why it was chosen. So the first main point on it was that it was located across from a southern English port near the Man or Isle of Man. Um, Isle of Wight, sorry. Um, Isle of Wight. Now, this is significant because it gave the Americans a place to actually launch troops and supplies from, which would be significant in the upcoming battle and invasion of D-Day. The next main point is the air support that was used during this time. The main reason that they used planes was to try and soften up the defenses, which would also be useful whenever the amphibious assault vehicles landed to drop off the soldiers, because you don't want there to be all the bunkers and all the um, machine gun nests intact while you're going on. The next important aspect actually is covered by the general of the Allied forces and commanding officer, which is Dwight D. Eisenhower, when he discusses how weather actually played a significant role. Now, the idea behind D-Day was they had to have relatively fair weather, which the main problem with that was is it only came around two to three days out of a month. And his idea was maybe June 5th, but then it got pushed back to June 6th because of the weather being so bad. The final part of the significance of technology during the D-Day invasion actually comes from the final aspect of the people flying over France. The idea behind having people fly right before the invasion was to drop propaganda pamphlets to warn civilians that we were coming in bombing strategic areas and just giving them, you know, warning. The next main point of this topic will be over the soldiers who actually served and fought during D-Day. Now, the reason I'm adding this into why it was actually very important was based off of the curator of the Kissimmee, Florida Museum of Military History. I interviewed him, and I have some of the things that he said written down because the recording didn't work properly, and I had to redo it and write it down. So I asked him the question of what was the most important aspect of the strategy for winning D-Day? And he stated that, the American tenacity and willingness to keep a cool head under fire was what actually won them the day. His example was that whenever they landed on the beach, planes went out the window and that 
you have to make up while you're on the beach to capture your objectives and just keep moving. You also brought up during this conversation on Omaha Beach how there was 2,000 casualties in the first wave. Now, I looked through the different numbers of casualties, and I've seen it range from 10,000 to 12,000 um, in the figures. But if you think about it, 2,000 casualties in one wave is around either a fifth or a sixth of the casualties that were taken. The final aspect of this will be discussing the combination of technology and the soldiers involved. Now, in this section, I think this is the most important aspect of it because you sort of need both of them in order to succeed. A man needs technology to help him out, and the technology needs a human to actually operate it and make it useful. Now, in a couple of the books where Dwight D. Eisenhower writes on the book called The Crusading in Europe, he discusses the different ideas of strategy and the usefulness of certain aspects of the strategy. Um, going throughout this, I found it interesting when I did my research on primary sources that most of them had to deal with soldiers' firsthand accounts after they were either dropped off of the amphibious assault vehicles or they were dropped from the airborne divisions, which was the American 82nd and 101st. Um, What's interesting is going through the research on the American divisions is that they had a lot more heavy fire than the British infantry and paratroopers had. Um, I think from what I understand and from some of the sources like where soldiers are saying what happened, they literally were engaged as soon as they landed. Um, but in all, I'd say the most significant aspect that made us successful on D-Day was the men and technology that work together to actually succeed and overcome the problem of the Nazis dug in locations. Now, I wish to open this up to my two compatriots who are on the podcast real quick, because I think we have time. Um, I'm guessing we have time clicking, correct? Oh, yeah, plenty of time. Excellent. All right, so I'm going to open it up to you guys real quick while we're doing this. Um, what do you think was the most significant aspect that led to the success on D-Day? Um, the most significant aspect, well, like you said, the technology um, plays a very important role. Um, yeah, especially with the ability to make landings like that. I would also say, and this is more the other side, the necessary lack of German preparedness in many cases, because mm -hmm. you know, if we, if you were driving from other sources, that would be a that would be a important thing to mention. But it yeah. was the least offended yeah. actually, area. Yeah, and let's see, there were there was a, let's see, Omaha, Utah. Um, Sword, Gold, Gold. Yukon, and Juno. I thought Sword is the other. And Sword is one, but Juno is yeah. one too. Yeah, because there's yeah. five. Yeah, the other side. Yeah. Um, let's see. But yeah, and splitting up into that many, I don't know the exact numbers breakdown, but mm -hmm. yeah, it was the the. I would probably say the scale of the attack, along with American coordination and technology, would probably be the biggest ones for me. Mm -hmm. I think it was actually the largest of its day amphibious assault. Yeah. Because nothing had been done like that before like everything like staging an invasion yeah. from landing on the beach is really hard yeah. to do which is why they also had to have the proper weather because other big ones you got sicily oh yeah you, got, <laughs> you know everyone knows about sicily yeah, but that, that doesn't have to do with d-day I, I know i know d-day's bigger i'm, pretty, I'm oh, certain oh i guarantee you um, what about the, i don't know about the numbers with gallipoli but that's a different thing yeah uh yeah no, that's actually i think smaller actually oh yeah um, I, I think so but it's but um, you know, yeah. So your idea is the technology that 
like whole scale of it yeah. is actually the most significant um, aspect of it that led us to victory. Um, I would throw in here the commanding officers actually yeah. did a decent job, though. I find it interesting that Eisenhower actually wrote a letter saying, if this fails, blame me. And that um, FDR himself actually did a prayer because FDR knew that D-Day was going to happen. And he told the American people basically the day before, you know, oh, Rome fell, whatever, whatever. And then he's like, but today we're actually fighting the Nazis in France. And um, I found that interesting that he actually led them in prayer over that because I was not expecting him to do that. I just thought he would say, here's what's happening. Then, but he actually led them in prayer, which was interesting to find out on. And they actually have it recorded, so it was yeah. interesting listening to that. Um, Clayton, do you have any um, ideas on this? I'll preface this with saying, as I as I go forward with my comment, um, that I am a member of PFR, Professional Fence Writing. So I think that both of your <laughs> answers already with regards to um, uh, the, the tenacity and, I would say, grit of uh, the, the those involved, the true grit of those involved um, is really significant in playing a role, a factor. Um, was John Wayne ever in a, a D-Day movie? I feel like yes, that. he was. I thought uh, so. that is not really germane to the discussion. That is not. Yeah, um, no, that's but not he was not I can't. Oh, what's the name of the D-Day movie? Uh, Sands? No, that was no, no. Oh, I don't know. Then he was in Sands of Iwo Jima. That's yeah. A different, uh, yeah, that's a different. I'm almost certain he was in the D-Day hey, movie. We might, we might actually have to put that in at the end, just like you know, like yeah. no script for the yeah. class. Yeah. Um, but we'll find out if John Wayne was ever in a D-Day movie. Yeah, and maybe uh, Doctor Kasak can show that to people. <laughs> that would actually be. A, I actually heard. Um, from what I understand, Saving Private Ryan, from everything that I've seen and the experts I've talked to, actually is relatively accurate to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. version of what happened you're going to be jumping out of your craft you're going to have people die whenever the door opens up because you have fixed positions that are just literally chewing through people yeah and i wanted to add this in and i never knew fully where i would put it but i guess this is a good enough spot near the end to put this in um on the bravery of the soldiers that were fighting was that um shell shock was very big when that was happening because um an example of it would be, let's say you're jumping off and then a mortar shell hits you in the arm and your arm gets blown off. There have been examples of where people literally picked up their arm and they feel nothing from um, the like accounts I've seen of it. Like You're just numbed to the pain until it comes to you later on if you haven't died already by blood loss. Um, but I think that shows just our like soldiers' bravery and tenacity and just pushing forward because their comrades are being gunned down. They're getting shot. People are losing limbs. And we're actually still pushing up the beach, taking objectives. And I think DNA overall is one of the most important battles of World War II in the sense that it really shows the American way of doing war. And it shows our bravery on trying to get the objective done and push through. It's called The Longest Day. Yes. yes. It has John Wayne, Henry Fonda. I also saw Sean Connery and Robert Mitchum in the list. So, what? So you got to <laughs> That's a, you know, that's, a that's, that's also our cast. Eddie Don't Albert. Say. Eddie Albert's in it. The guy oh, from Green Acres, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> but um, I think gentlemen will um, It's free on YouTube. Uh, I just Hey, want... Dr. Kasada, so there's you no excuse. Watch... Yeah, Dr. Kasada, if you want to watch this um please do. Um, I we we cannot testify to his quality. Yeah, anyway. we have not watched we know that. The Duke oh. is in it, so it'll be the general. Like, if it's free on YouTube, I don't know how that bodes, but um, but you know. But yeah. overall, we ladies and gentlemen, on this CHP project that went over D Day, I hope you learned 
decent amount about it, even though we added in some interesting side stuff. But you know what? It's supposed to be 10 to 20 minutes, and that's called entertainment sometimes. Um, I hope you learned a lot, um, and thanks for listening.